episode of Stepping Into the Light is brought to you by ASEA, groundbreaking technology that is changing lives around the world. Learn more by visiting juliatreat.teamasea.com. Hello, beautiful. Welcome to Stepping Into the Light with Julia Treat. That's me, your host from juliatreat.com. Welcome if you're new to my podcast, and thank you to everyone who has listened to me over the years. It just blows me away that we're, we're still meeting like this, and, and y'all are still listening to what I have to say. I am so grateful for that. I just uh, did a reading yesterday for a, a woman, a young lady, who I did a reading for nine years ago. And I just got chills. I, don't, I just got chills again. It was just, it amazed me that I did a reading for her nine years ago. Like, I sit here and go, I've been doing this, you know, that long? It's just mind-blowing. And it was interesting because she said, you know, what I told her nine years ago, you're going to meet this guy and his name's going to be this. Um, she did meet him. It was uh, several years later, uh, but she did meet the guy and that was his name. So, <clears throat> again, it's... Uh, it blows me away. I'm sitting here, you know, getting ready for Sedona next week. It's the retreat that was supposed to happen three years ago, two and a half years ago, you know, before all this mess started. Uh, I am beyond excited. You know, I was going at least two times a year taking groups there. I had gotten to two times a year, and I would also would go on my own occasionally. So I have missed it so much, and I am so excited to be there next week. But as I'm preparing and getting the journals ready for everyone, I'm, I find myself reflecting, and even going back to my first retreat that I attended, and what many people might not realize is that I was penniless. I, had, I hadn't a penny to my name when I went to my first retreat in Sedona. You know, I wrote about it in my book, uh, Chapter 7, Pilgrimage to Sedona, and I'm going to read that here in a second. I just want to read that to you. Something just tells me to read that, so I will. But people don't realize that, you know, I'm going to tell you the story, read the story how the angels brought me the money to pay for the retreat, but I still didn't have a penny, and I remember opening, I had a credit line, I got like $1,000 credit line on a credit card. I was heading to bankruptcy. I never did have to file that, but that's the direction I was going prior to Sedona. And so I got this credit line of $1,000, and that's how I went to Sedona. You know, I think we go through life, a lot of us, with this program of I can't afford it, right? Or we have this um, worst-case scenario situation of, well, if I spend money on this, then it might not come back to me and maybe I'm going to, you know, whatever the case may be. But I knew that I couldn't afford not to go. I knew that I had to be in Sedona on that retreat. And so, <clears throat> as I'm, you know, working on the journals for everyone, I got my old journals out because I have all of mine from my retreats that I went on with my mentor. And I was giggling at this one. What year is this? I don't know if this one... Oh, wow, 2008? Oh, my gosh. I, it seems like yesterday. <laughs> I really can't believe it. I got chills. 2008. And it was fun, because as a group, we'd come up with names. And this one said... We were called the Moldavites. <laughs> Moldavite is a crystal, and it's one that I wear. 
but we called ourselves the Moldavites. But I was looking through it, and several of the things that we did, which I'll be doing with the group next week, is automatic writing. It's a really fun and cool way to get messages. And I was just, you know, this is, oh, well, we're, okay, hang on, this is from another retreat. This is from 2009. I went to every retreat that my mentor had, every single one. Every single one of them was different. And I got so much more every single time. So this is one from 2009, the automatic writing. And I'm going to read what I got. You know, we really do have these abilities to do this. We can do this automatic writing where we just get channeled messages and it flows out of our pen. And I do like to do this, you know, writing, not typing on a computer because, interestingly enough, I'm looking at it and my handwriting even looks different. And that can happen sometimes, you know, when you're doing this automatic writing, your, your handwriting looks different than, from your own. I mean, it still looks like mine, but it's like very, oh, it's just beautiful. So this is from February 1st, 2009, <clears throat> and it is a automatic writing. This is a channeled message from the angels, all right? So my intention was to receive a message from the angels, and this is what they said. We come to you to spread love and light to all mankind. There is much healing needed, and that is why you have been called on to do our work. You have released all doubts and judgments, and this is why it is so easy for you to receive, and I put in parentheses, from us. You are a beacon of our love for all of mankind and will help many heal by releasing loving messages from us. Go forth and do your good deeds, gentle soul. We will protect you. We love you. You are a child of God. Blessings, your angels. I got chills again. That's so sweet. So as I'm paging through, you know, my, my journal from each of these retreats that I went on, I'm finding all these golden nuggets and sweet messages and things that, you know, perhaps, you know, we, we're so focused on what's to come, right? What we're doing, what's around the corner next week or next month, next year, or all that stuff that we, we forget to realize how far we've come, right? So I'm going to read this chapter from my book, Stepping into the Light. If you've already heard this, or that's cool. Uh, maybe you'll hear a different message as I read it, but I'm going to read this, and then we're going to go back to talking about you know, manifesting things. And the way that we manifest amazing things is to stay out, step out of any kind of fear about it, that it can't happen or that it has to happen a certain way or that we have this doomsday. You know, we've been programmed to, to focus on worst case scenario. I have people reach out, you know, hey, I, I want to do this. I want to get take this course with you. I want to go um, on retreat or... I want to do prosperity queens, but if it doesn't work out, do you have a, you know, is there a refund policy? And what I've learned over the years, if you go into something looking for the exit strategy, that's not going to work out so well. This is anything in life, okay? I mean, this could be even going into a marriage or moving in with someone you're in love with, but what if it doesn't work out? Then do I have enough to sustain myself? Well, you've just put that energy towards it that it's not going to work. 
By the way, it is 2.22 p.m. at my home right now. Just sharing that miracle number there. So as I found myself reflecting on Sedona and all of the different times I've been there as a retreater and then also as a leader, it just has made my heart smile so big. And I'm just, I have been thanking Julia that went that first time. I've been thanking that, that woman who was broken into pieces And here I go with the tears. You don't realize what it took for me to go on that first trip. And it changed my life forever. And I'm telling you this because I want you to know you must do things that scare the shit out of you. I don't know that I was scared. I don't know that I was because I think I had given up on everything. I was losing everything. I didn't see a way out. But I knew when I heard about that trip, I had to be there. And thank God I listened to that voice within that said, you cannot miss this. I look back now and I'm like, I was running out of time. <laughs> I really think that's what was happening for me. So, whew, you know me, I get emotional. If I do, I keep it running. Uh, and. Uh, so here we go. This is chapter seven in my book, Stepping into the Light, the miraculous ways that our loved ones, angels, and guides are able to let us know they're near. Ooh, okay. My life was definitely not what I had envisioned it, envisioned it to be. I was going through a devastating divorce. I had a debilitating illness that no one could diagnose. I had to close my private practice. I had very few friends and my family was halfway across the country. I felt completely isolated and alone. I cried a lot and begged the angels to help me. I even changed what I asked for in case it would mean I would receive different answers. Instead of asking for miraculous healing, I now found myself asking for them to bring me anyone who could help me. Please, angels, bring helpful people to me, anyone who can help me out of this hole I've ended up in. Amazingly, as soon as I changed my prayers from please heal me to please help me heal myself, the angels delivered my message. One of the friends that I had made in Pennsylvania told me about an upcoming retreat she had heard about. A woman she knew was hosting a pilgrimage to Sedona. I don't recall ever hearing about Sedona before this particular conversation, but as soon as I heard that it was a pilgrimage I just knew I was supposed to go. Something seemed to light up inside of me as I read the details about the trip. This was what I needed. This trip was going to change my life, and I knew I had to get there. But how was I going to come up with all of that money? The trip cost $963, which was way more than I had had at the time. That's actually the cost of the retreat, I want to clarify that. I hadn't worked much in the past few months, and I was sinking deeply in debt. My health had deteriorated, and I could hardly manage to crawl out of bed some days. I barely had a penny to my name, and my body was falling apart. But for some reason, I just knew Sedona held the answers. 
I called on the angels and made my request plain and simple. Angels, if I'm supposed to go on this trip to Sedona, please bring me the money. I know you have resources that I could never dream about, so I am leaving it in your hands. That was it. I left it with the angels, and I let it go. About two weeks later, I ran down to check the mail. I lived in a lake community, and everyone's mailboxes were in a central location near the clubhouse, about a mile from my home. I had a stack of bills, as usual, which I tossed to the side for later. It was agony to open my bills, as I knew I was getting farther and farther behind in paying them. Halfway through sorting, I noticed a letter from my insurance company. I wondered what it could be, since I had already sent my payment into them. I opened the letter and pulled out the contents, and I couldn't believe my eyes. There in my hand was a check for exactly $963, and I am not kidding. I unfolded the letter and read frantically. According to my insurance company, it was one, some sort of refund. I had overpaid or something. To be honest, I don't remember the exact wording of the letter, just that it was a refund of some sort. I began jumping up and down, thanking the angels. I laughed and danced around as if I had won the lottery. I was thrilled and I was grateful. I contacted the woman who was hosting the trip to Sedona and secured a spot for the pilgrimage. I knew the angels had arranged everything, and I knew something big was going to happen. And let me just interject here. Remember, the trip was $963. That's why it was such an amazing miracle that the check was the exact amount that I needed. All right, on with the story. <clears throat> the time came for our pilgrimage to begin. A small group of us landed in Phoenix, where a shuttle was scheduled to pick us up and take us to our final destination. There were about 40 of us who had traveled from all over the world, and most of us had had a very long day, touching down at various airports before finally landing in Phoenix. Some of us had contacted each other before the trip and planned to meet in the baggage claim area. Most of us had never met before, but we felt an instant connection when we laid eyes on each other. We felt like family. We hugged each other as if we'd known each other forever. Once everyone was accounted for, we made our way outside, where we were greeted by our shuttle driver. Paul was going to be taking us to the final leg of our journey to Sedona. Sedona lies about 90 minutes north of Phoenix and is the home to some of the most amazing red rock formations I have ever seen. It's also home to a number of vortexes that you, can, that you just have to experience for yourself. Paul was a jolly older fellow, he was full of stories and jokes and kept us laughing the entire trip. Many of us began to share stories about how we had heard about this pilgrimage and how each of us felt drawn to be a part of it. Although everyone had a different reason for being there, we all felt some sort of kinship. We knew that we were supposed to be on this journey together, and we couldn't wait to see what the week would bring. I'm certain none of us felt the magnitude of what was going to happen. It would prove to be one of the most amazing and life-changing weeks of our lives. As our bus pulled into our new home for the next week, we all breathed a sigh of relief. Many of us had traveled so far, and we were ready to have our feet on the ground. The door of the bus opened, and as we stepped onto the red ground, 
we felt such a calmness come over us. We had arrived at something amazing, and we could feel the love that surrounded us. We gathered our things and walked toward the main building to check in. As we got close to the entryway, we noticed so many hummingbirds. They were everywhere. They flew all around us, and we all watched in amazement. I mean, there were hundreds. It was as if they were, welcome, they were the welcoming committee coming to say hello. We giggled like little children as they buzzed around our heads. The staff was so kind, helpful, and loving, and seemed so glad to see us, as if they'd been waiting a lifetime for our arrival. They greeted us with hugs and welcomed us into their space. I was already beginning to get filled up with so much love, and the retreat hadn't even started. Thank you, angels. Thank you. Thank you. I kept saying it under my breath. I knew that I was in a magical place, and I was grateful for the opportunities that lay ahead of me. After everyone had gotten checked in, my small group of six made our way to our bungalow, where we would be staying for the week. It was a beautiful little orange house with several bedrooms, a living room, and a kitchen. I made my way to the room which I had been assigned, and hanging right above the door was a plaque. Each bedroom had a plaque with a unique name engraved on it. Mine read, The Hawk Room. I had no idea at that time that this was actually one of my spirit animal guides making an introduction. My hawk would continue as one of my spirit guides from that day on. And I'm going to interject here again. The hawk, I have learned, is my main spirit animal guide. I know that now. And the first time I had realized the hawk was guiding me was at the Sedona retreat. But the hawk has continued to be that main guiding source. All right, on with the story. We all gathered for a group introduction that evening. We were weathered and worn, but so excited to be together. We sat in a circle, all 40 of us, and introduced ourselves to the group. We were asked to share our names, where we were from, and why we were there. As others in the group shared their stories, my heart began to race. Why am I here? I wondered. I knew that I wanted to learn more about the angels and the afterlife, but I also knew there was a much bigger reason I was sitting in this circle of strangers. As people continued to share their stories, the time had come for me to share mine. I didn't know what I was going to say. I closed my eyes and just began to speak. I'll carry on with the story after this quick break. Have you been praying for a miracle? I believe it's here. Yes, Asiya. I believe this is the miracle we've all been waiting for. What I am witnessing for myself, my loved ones, and my friends is blowing me away every single day. My mom, who is triple jabbed, regardless of how you feel about that, uh, I did start noticing things happening with her by the time she got her third one. She was uh, what appeared to be deteriorating very quickly. She is now on ASEA, and I am getting my 83-year-old mother back. Everything that occurred for her is beginning to reverse. I just went to my neck doctor the other day, my specialist. He's the man who saw me after my car accident three years ago. He said I was going to need injections and I would need surgery, and I declined both. I knew that that was not the way. I've been going to the chiropractor for the past three years, sometimes twice a week, but at least once a week, every single week, as my neck has been in such discomfort. Well, I had to go see the specialist to finish up the 
lawsuit, which is just to get compensation for the work that I missed that first year. I worked a third of the time. The specialist was blown away. He said, I no longer needed surgery or injections or anything. My knee that has been swollen with fluid on it for the past year has completely reversed. I have a scar on my nose that I've had since I was one year old when I climbed out of my high chair and hit the windowsill. That scar is almost completely gone. Guys, this is the miracle that we have been waiting for. I don't say these things lightly, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I hope that you will give ASEA a try. It may just be the miracle that you've been praying for. Just go to juliatreat.teamasea.com. Happy healing. So as the talking stick had been handed to me in this circle of strangers, I began to speak. My name's Julia, and I'm from Pennsylvania. I paused for a moment, and before I knew it, the words just came spilling out of my mouth. I'm here because I'm broken. Tears started pouring down my cheeks, and I began sobbing. And I'm only tearing up now, guys, because I just remember how broken I was. And I'm just, just so grateful for me <laughs> that I went to this, that I did this. Okay, <clears throat> let me get it together. <clears throat> Until that very moment, I don't think that I had realized how truly broken I felt. So many emotions began to come to the surface in those few silent moments. I noticed as other people in the circle began wiping tears from their eyes. Many were nodding their heads as if they understood. The leader of our group spoke up and thanked me for digging deep and being honest. There's probably several of you that can relate to Julia, she said. Several group members nodded their heads again, saying yes. As I gained my composure, I felt like I had just released such a burden. Just saying those words, I'm broken, seemed to release so much that was pent up inside of me. I couldn't believe how much lighter I felt. I felt surrounded by so many angels and felt completely loved at that moment. I knew that I was there to heal, and I knew that things would never be the same. The next day, I woke feeling rested and rejuvenated. I made my way to breakfast, where I met with the rest of our group. The menu was organic, vegetarian, and simply amazing. There was an abundance of freshly made pastries, grains, eggs, vegetables, and fruits. My body smiled as I filled it up with so many healing foods. The group sat together, talking and laughing about what had happened the night before. I can honestly say that everyone looked completely different. I mean, it was crazy how everyone's energy had shifted in such a short time. Everyone looked brighter and younger, and everyone was glowing. I can only imagine that it had so much to do with what we had tapped into and released the night before. It was apparent that we all had been carrying so many burdens, and the weight of them had literally affected our outward appearances. After breakfast, we all met in one of the larger buildings. It was a beautiful room surrounded with windows that reached from floor to ceiling. The sun was shining in, and we enjoyed watching all the animals playing outside. 
There were birds, squirrels, and rabbits playing outside, and several butterflies and dragonflies flying about. We sat in a circle and began sharing our experiences of how we were led to be a part of this pilgrimage. Everyone had very different and interesting stories, but it seemed that we all had a common goal, to gain a stronger connection with the realms above and open up to all of the possibilities that lay ahead of each and every one of us. Most of us expressed a burning desire to help others and felt that we were here to do big things. Our leader guided us into meditation where we were able to connect and receive love and guidance. I'm not sure that I received a whole lot of guidance that first time, but I felt completely at peace, something I truly hadn't even felt before, at least not on this level. My mind, body, and spirit were completely still, and it was the first time I was able to just be. One of the first exercises we were asked to participate in was to spend a few hours in silence. We were to be completely silent and to spend time alone until our evening meal. Most of us had never done this before, and we giggled at the thought of not talking to anyone for several hours. This simple exercise would prove to be yet another turning point in my life. I'll have to admit, it seemed a bit strange at first. No one talked or really even looked at each other as we passed each other on the various trails. It's amazing how much beauty one can notice when spending time in silence. I began to notice so many birds and butterflies. I would sit in silence near the stream behind our little orange house and notice the water flowing over the rocks on the whole new level. It sounded different, louder. It was a cleansing sound, and I envisioned it cleansing my body of any impurities. I walked and walked for what seemed like hours, and I didn't want to stop. The more I walked, the better I felt. The birds singing nearby seemed louder than I had noticed before. I began to notice all sorts of little animals scurrying around me wherever I sat. They weren't scared and seemed more curious than anything. There were bunnies and squirrels playing about and even a hummingbird that would stop by to visit me several times that day, hovering right in front of my face as if it was trying to tell me something. It was magical, and I found myself engulfed in a state of wonder as I continued my walking meditation. It wasn't long before my inner child, that child inside that had been forgotten about for so long, began to come to the surface again. That dear, sweet, innocent child who knew that anything and everything was possible came peeking out once again, and I was so happy to welcome her back. As I walked in silence, noticing all of the beauty around me, I began to feel closer to God. I walked along the trails and hiked some of the hills, taking in all of the magnificence that God had created. I asked God to walk with me and asked him to give me guidance. I felt so loved as I continued and felt that he was walking right beside me. Let me see things through your eyes, I prayed, which is something I say even to this day. I began to notice even more butterflies and their intricate colors. I noticed several small angel statues that hadn't caught my eye before, and I felt the love coming from each and every one of them. It felt as if they were manning their post and keeping a watch on everything, ensuring that everyone felt loved. 
I noticed the flowers and really began to see their different colors pop. It was as if they had different personalities which came through in their individual and unique colors. I passed by some ferns whose branches appeared to be waving in the wind. However, there wasn't a breeze of any kind. They are waving at me, I said to myself. It was as if they were cheering me on. This is how God sees things, I thought to myself. He sees the beauty in everything. I began to notice a bird following me as I walked. It was a small bird with a white breast and a black head. I thanked him or her for, their, for appearing to me and, and thanked him for his beautiful voice as he would chirp in my direction from time to time. After I first noticed him, that little bird continued to follow me for the rest of the afternoon. He was everywhere. He would show up perched in various trees as I hiked the different trails and surrounding hills. He was even waiting on the banister outside of my cabin when I stopped to freshen up. That little bird followed me all day, sharing his beautiful voice with me, and he was always looking right at me while he chirped. Suddenly, something dawned on me. Maybe this little bird was trying to tell me something. Maybe he had a message for me. I had heard about people who were able to communicate with animals, but I would have never thought that I would be one of them. I stopped dead in my tracks and looked at the bird, which had just landed in a tree over my left shoulder. He just sat there and looked at me, tilting his little head back and forth. Although it was probably only seconds, it felt like we had stared at each other for several minutes. I finally asked the little bird, what are you trying to tell me? As soon as I uttered those words, that little bird turned around. He had his back to me now and sat so still. He turned his head and looked back as, as if to say, here's your message. I was instantly drawn to the big V on his back. It was black and quite noticeable, as his body was white and light brown in color. As I noticed the V, I instantly heard, victory! It was something I heard in my head, but it was as loud as if someone had shouted it into my ears. Tears began to roll down my face. This was the answer. I knew that God was assuring me that everything was going to be okay. I was headed toward victory, even if I didn't know how I would get there. The amount of love and support I felt at that very moment is hard to put into words. It was as if heaven had come swooping down and embraced me with all its might. I knew that God had heard my prayers, and I knew that my miracle was on the way. The week was filled with so many magical things. The red rocks of Sedona had very graciously eased me of my burdens. I had released so much that had weighed me down for so long, and I was ready to learn to love myself again. I had forgiven those who had hurt me, and more importantly, I had forgiven myself. I was ready to start a new chapter in my life, one filled with love and compassion. I was hopeful about the future and could see a light at the end of the tunnel now. My healing had begun, and I was ready for whatever lay ahead of me. I said goodbye to my new friends and gathered my things for my flight home. I had left Pennsylvania so broken, but I was returning with a renewed spirit. I made a decision right then and there that I would never let myself go to that dark place ever again. 
What a memory. Oh, so amazing. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> I did. I was like, I've been reminiscing so much because I cannot wait to be back there. Oh, so much has happened over the years, too. That was the first retreat. I went to several more with my mentor and then started taking people, as many of you may know. It is one of the things that brings me the most joy to give the experience, to create this experience in this magical place that is unforgettable. Ah, and I'm going to be there next week. I want to pinch myself. <laughs> it's been a long, it's been a long uh, few years here not being there, so I'm so excited about it. If you haven't read my book and you would like to read the entire book, that's one chapter, um, you can find my book on Amazon. It's called Stepping into the Light. If you just put Stepping into the Light, Julia Treat, it'll pop up on Amazon. It's also at Barnes & Noble. If you have read it, and, um, or if, if you do read it and you feel like it might lift someone's sp spirit, please you know, share it, share the book, share the info. I think right now people really need to have some, some hope some faith, some hope. They have to know that we are here to be living life, all right? And that sometimes, sometimes often, it means we have to take a leap out of our comfort zone. You know, I went to Sedona penniless. I had a credit card that had $1,000 open on it that I used for, the, for my flight and anything I bought there or used there but I did it because I knew I had to go. I knew I couldn't afford not to go. So whatever it is that you are waiting for, that, or if you're living in fear, okay, it is time to stop that madness because you're going to keep attracting fear-based things. Okay? Let's really let that you know, creep in here. I was at rock bottom. I hope no one ever has to get to that point to make a change. But I was at rock bottom, and when I asked... Not, will you, you know, please heal me. When I changed my question, help me heal myself. Bring me the helpful people that will help me heal myself. That is when I learned about the retreat. And I'm going to tell you that was the pivotal point for me in my life. If you want to join me in Sedona, I have two spots open. It's coming right up. Nothing like taking that leap of faith and just jumping in. It is, uh, you can go to juliatreat.com. You can find the information there. You can also email me if you have any questions or anything comes up you need to know about Sedona. Um, my email is juliatreat444 at gmail.com. Two spots left, and the next retreat will be in a year. So you can either go now with me or you can wait another year. Totally up to you. I would love to see you either way, but just know that, yes, sometimes I can come across this lovey, lady, beautiful <laughs> energy, and sometimes I come across as this tough love coach, okay? It's all needed, right? Everyone needs something different. So please know, regardless of how my voice comes across or my message, that I absolutely love you forever. And I am doing those things because I love you so much. Until next time, the light in me sees the light in you. And it is divine. Namaste and God bless. Thanks for listening. Learn more about how ASEA can help you by visiting juliatreat.com.
juliatreat.teamasea.com. That's juliatreat.teamasea.com. Get ready for miracles!